0: Welcome to the Freedom Broadcasters Weekly Call, and we've got uh, uh, Chris Rain from Mind Wars, we've got Steve Ferrero of Awakened Mind, Hartman Schumacher of uh, um, Go Your Own Path, and uh, Grace with uh, uh, Quantum Nurse. Today, we are honored to have our guest. He's the author of numerous books, including The Biggest Secret and The Answer. <coughs> He's... I know loads of people that love David. He's woken him up. He's been attacked. Years ago, he went on a show, Terry Wogan show, and people ridiculed him for that. He's a fantastic father, and it hurted his children because they had to live with that as well. But nobody mentions 15 years later, he went back, and he's a brave man to go back to the corrupted BBC. And on that show... I will read what he said. We vote sheep the sheep, as humans keeping each other in line, and we do it by ridicule or condemn condemning anyone who commits the crime. That he is showing what is going on. No, David, please welcome to the show.
1: Thanks very much. Yeah, uh, you know it's it's funny how. You see patterns. One of the things I'm always looking for is patterns, because patterns give you the picture. The dots give you the everything apart from everything else. And, uh, you know, you see patterns through history. And if you look at uh, almost, well, not almost, at every point in history, you'll find the basic foundation of what you just read out, uh, which is that uh, people uh, outsheet the sheep. Because you know, people laugh at sheep because they uh follow the one in front, and what's going on? I mean, I stood there one, one, once at the side of a field and I watched this enormous flock of sheep walk down the hill. Uh, and there was a, a, a guy in front, uh, with a stick in his hand, and there was a sheepdog, and uh, the, the, the shepherd had no power whatsoever, incredibly symbolic of the dynamic between the public and authority. He had no power whatsoever, except the power the sheep gave him by just following him. And then any sheep that didn't want to do that, they got the the sheepdog, symbolic of fear. And if you look at that dynamic, that has allowed the few to control the many throughout known human history that simple thing uh, i'll do what authority says i'll believe what authority tells me and uh if if i don't want to do that um i am open to being uh brought back into line through fear uh and uh we are sitting here amid this uh covid outrage uh actually because of the same dynamic. It's unbelievable. Uh, And and until that breaks, then humanity will go on being controlled by the few. Because when you look at the numbers, uh, what, getting on for 8 billion people, and at the core of the core that actually is running global society, you'd get the core of the core in a single room, uh, it's obvious that. That could never happen, purely mathematically, unless the the vast many uh, fell for that uh, acquiescence and fear dynamic, which has kept humanity in line all this time.
0: I know we can go down lots of rabbit holes, but there's one that's, because there's something that you said recently, you were on about the Freemasons, because I know a lot of the presidents and a lot of the people that are kind of ruling around the world come from Masonic lodges. And you said you've been to one and you felt they were clueless. I actually felt I'd done the same years ago in Ireland. I was invited to an open, went in there and I thought, I was expecting to be kind of blown away by the knowledge and everything. I said, these guys aren't at the races. And I just curious, like, where where you went from there?
1: Well, yeah, I, I've been in three uh, free masonic lodges. One down the road from here uh, in Ride on the Isle of Wight, where I live. Because um, you know, you know, you know, when the Freemasons were getting a, a bit of stick um, uh, a few years ago, uh, some of them started uh, having. And I think they've stopped it now because of the COVID thing. But they started having open days so that so that w- the public could go along and see how warm and cuddly they were. in you know. So I went there with with a friend of mine, of course. Uh, And the other one, another one I went to was it was a strange story. Um, I was invited to speak at this. uh, Like in those days, it was called New Age, uh, a New Age kind of event. So um, I I, I turned up at this place uh, and uh, I walked in and I thought, this is bloody strange. There's no bloody windows. Um, and I realised I'm in a Freemasonic lodge. They've hired it out to this these people in this conference. So, um, and I actually, I actually, it was it was hilarious, really, because I, I did a talk about uh, how secret societies like the Freemasons were involved in this manipulation, and I'm doing it in this big kind of Freemasonic temple thing. It was a, it's a big one, and instead of having uh, black and white, um, you know, uh, the floor as you see it, it were black. It was a black and white carpet in this particular one. So uh, anyway, I, I, I with some others, I nipped down and had a look around when uh, no one was around and went into a few of the temples. And the other one was in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, uh, when uh, there was a, a group of us, a small group of us, and uh, we walked in just to, um, to see what would happen, and there was nobody there. So we kept walking and kept walking, There's nobody bloody there. The only person we met in the whole time was someone doing a bit of building work so I, 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 uh, there's a picture of me somewhere. You might see it on the internet, sitting in the in the in in the uh, the chair uh, in, in the in the in the temple. Isn't there nobody there? Uh, but the uh, the common theme was ooh, the energy. The energy was horrible. Uh, uh, actually, not not least down the road from here, in this this one in Ride, and absolutely right. I went in, and there's these uh, symbols all over the bloody place, as there always are. And I was asking these people in this open day, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? And they kept telling me, oh, it, it's lost in, in, in antiquity. I thought it's not. They're, they're clueless um, uh, 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 on the, um, the lower levels about what's what it's really for. And the, the way it works is clearly um, secret societies, by their very nature, are compartmentalised. They are broken up into degrees. And you only go into the degree uh, uh, above you if those above you decide that you are uh, worthy of it. Um, And so it's 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 fiercely compartmentalised. And and the great great majority of Freemasons in the world are on the bottom levels, the degree, the uh, the bottom three, the so-called blue degrees. Uh, And basically, they have no idea what they're part of. They might think, oh, it's a bit of good business, you know, you know, do some business in the lodge. But in terms of the big picture, um, it's all going on at levels that they know um, nothing about. And, you know, a long time ago, this is way back in the 90s, um, I read a book by a Freemason in America. His name was Shaw. And uh, he was, you know, it was like didn't get wide distribution, but I I managed to get a copy. It was very, very interesting. And he was telling the story of how he um, joined the Freemasons. Uh, and uh, was invited to join the freemasons and then he started getting um he started getting promotion at work and stuff uh and he was going up and up and up the degrees um and uh he he told the story of how um uh, once uh the, the the you know the the guy running the lodge uh said to him uh you ought to apply for this job and uh he said, "Well, no, I'm not really qualified." He says, "Oh no!" He said, "You know, he said, no, I'll never get it." He said, no, "Just apply, just apply." So um, he goes along, and there's about two or three other people, and they're going to put them through a test, uh, like a, a test to see um, uh, who, who should get the job. And he said, um, "I'm. Um, I went through this test real fast." He said, "And I was out the place." He said, and they, "I left them behind. Uh, the others they were still at it." And he got the job. And he said he realized later that he didn't get the same test that they got. <laughs> so this is this is how it goes on all the time uh, where, where, where this um, these uh, secret societies get their, their people in positions of power. And he, he then um, told the story that he qualified for the um, for the 33rd degree and living in America. Uh, And it's a place I've been to, not inside, but I've been past it and and up the steps a few times. It's um, it's the supreme headquarters of the 33rd degree uh, of the Scottish Rite. And it's just down from the White House in Washington, D.C. And it looks just like a massive Egyptian temple. You know, you've got the sphinx outside and the the pillars and all that stuff. And he said he went there because he was going to get his 33rd degree uh and he said that uh, there were people there um, you know famous people former presidents didn't name them uh, uh but but he, ne- he didn't even realize they were freemasons and he said at the um, at the end when they they got their 33rd degree kind of bestowed upon them he said a, a friend of his came up who just got the got the 33rd degree and said um i'm going higher and, and this this guy goes what do you mean you're going higher? It's only 33 degrees. Ah, but there, there, there are. If you are, um, uh, if you are a chosen one, because what, what, you, what you've got is um, all these different secret societies, and they feed their um, elite of the elite um, through the top of the official uh, degree pyramid into this other pyramid. Uh, which I call the Illuminati Pyramid, uh, for want of a name. And that's where the real action is. Uh, and uh, just to finish the story, he said that um, he eventually kind of uh, fell out with them. He he didn't like some of the things he was seeing. Uh, and so he started trying to, um, to to challenge it and go against it, and it, then eventually he resigned from it. And and as he did, all the things that he got on the way up were taken away <laughs> uh, because he was no longer uh, in the Freemasons, uh, you know, jobs, everything. So that's the way it works. And, uh, you and know, I've really- seen as
0: well that uh, like Prince Philip, I've seen a meeting that was recorded where he was leading it. And there was thousands of people inside it. And I know from your book, uh, The Biggest Secret, Like you've been exposing the royalty, what's going on there. I've even seen a child coming out the window. I was only talking to my mother today about that, and that was all hidden up. There was a a young boy naked climbing out the window and fell, and it was all hushed up. You've been exposing that, but he's part of that as well, isn't he? He was. Well,
1: yeah. um, I uh, came across, or he came across me, uh, a man in America, um, and we had long correspondence. And uh, he said that he was the uh, unofficial son of a Rothschild, um, Baron Philippe, um, who uh, ran the, um, the wine operation in, in France, Mouton, all that stuff. Um, and he said he was brought up there. And uh, he was being um, developed to um, play his part in the grand conspiracy he said and his uh, part was going to be that he was going to be placed in significant positions of power within the Christian Church uh, to you know undermine it and he described to me how um, the uh, the and I knew this anyway he was te- he didn't know at the time but he's telling me what I already knew. That um they have uh, an enormous family of Rothschilds i 'm coming round to Plinch Philip in a say enormous family of Rothschilds, all unofficial, and they 've got sperm banks beca- uh, because of the particular well if you break it down information field uh, we would say genetic structure um, that they want to hold that 's why they interbreed with each other, you interbreed outside of that that uh that genetic web and, and it starts to dilute. So they're trying to uh, hold it because there's a particular information field that they want to uh, maintain across the generations. This is the real inner core now. Uh, and uh, so, and these um, these uh, Rothschilds and the other, the other elite founders do the same, are then put into positions uh, of uh, power, uh, but they don't have the name Rothschild. They're the Rothschild bloodline, but they don't have the name rothschild and so they someone comes up and you think oh yeah well you know he's got a cover story or she's got a cover story for how she came through and now he's in this position of power in politics or, or whatever area it is but actually they're a rothschild uh, uh just under another name and and they, they literally have families in this cult that that bring up these uh these kids as if they're their own when actually they're they're not and uh he was uh talking about the fact that um He'd attended satanic rituals and stuff like that, and he said it, it. makes me shake my head when I see, you know, in those days, this is a few years ago now. I I, I see these famous people uh, on CNN, um, you know, being reported on CNN that I, that I attended satanic rituals with, uh, and uh, he talked about um, his experience with the with the Clintons. And he, also, um, a, a guy who. Um, was um, called Alan Greenspan. Alan Greenspan was the head of the Federal Reserve in America for a very, very long time, um, all the way through uh, the well, most, most of the 80s and then um, into the 90s and the 2000s. He, he stood down about a couple of years before the crash in 2008. Um, and what they say is that, and, and this is, again, how this whole thing works, uh, what they say is the President of the United States uh, appoints the head of the federal reserve in in this you know case it was it was reagan bush uh, uh, um, uh, clinton boy uh, bush but that's not the way it works because you've got the, the the public hierarchy of the politicians and the the levels of the hierarchy and in america of course supposedly at the top of that pyramid is the president but then you've got the satanic hierarchy And that's a different hierarchy to this one, but this is where the power is. And because um, he was explaining to me, Alan Greenspan was higher up this hierarchy than than very much higher than than the the presidents. He he was telling them he was going to be appointed, not the other way around. So if if you if you understand this satanic hierarchy um, and that this uh, public hierarchy is, is 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 basically for show. This is where the real power is, and uh, this is where you find the royals and, and Prince Philip and stuff in this in this other hierarchy, as well as as well as this one. And uh, he was uh, uh, telling me he's, he, his Rothschild name was Philip Eugene de Rothschild, uh, but he was operating in America under another name because he he eventually um, saw through it and 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 got out. But um, he was saying that Prince Philip was very very high in this other hierarchy. That um, that I'm talking about, uh, and uh, so um, this is where the power is. And and while uh, Prince Philip may seem in this hierarchy to be you know one step behind the behind the Queen or two steps behind the Queen, uh, uh, it, actually he he was uh, he was right up there in the satanic hierarchy, and this is the one that is running things. So if you look at the COVID um, uh, situation. You see the head of the World Health Organization. You see the, the, the heads of the medical um, pyramids in different countries. Uh, you see the prime ministers and the presidents, and this is the hierarchy here. But actually, this other hierarchy in the shadows is the one calling the shots. And and you know these place people, these key place people, they would not dare to go against this hierarchy. They do what they're told now. now a lot of them are, are selected, and most of them are selected in particular positions of power, on the basis that they don't need any encouragement anyway because they want to do it. But uh, if they did go against it, well, they wouldn't last very long. They'd be they'd be at the very very least out, out of the job. So you, when you see these positions of power, like Ted Ross, the uh, Director General of the World Health Organization, they're never the ones running those organizations. Um, in in that case, Gates is running it, but they're always front people who are just doing what they're told, and you can see this in the in the COVID um, experience, where all these different countries have actually responded in basically the same way, uh, and it's because it's centrally coordinated, and it's this other uh, hierarchy which collectively I call the global cult. It's kind of an interlocking uh, leadership um, that. Um, that basically plays out across all these secret societies. That's what's running it, and that's what's driving the uh, coordination across the generations to um, to push the world in the direction it's been going. It's a very very long term plan, and 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 just to um you know lay, lay this 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 out in terms of structure, uh, you have two completely different worlds. I mean, I'm I'm talking about these two hierarchies, but the, the, the two worlds are, are, the, are this cult and the secret society network with its fierce compartmentalization. So most of the people in it don't know any, any of this. They certainly don't know it down the road from here. Um, and then you've got the public you've got the public, the world of the scene and the world of the scene has to be kept in ignorance of what this knows, because that's the power. We know what you don't know. So that gives us power over you. And so. Over the generations, passing through this secret society network, this global cult in all its forms, is a the plan for where humanity is being taken. We've got a bloody good idea on that now, say the least. Um, And also the nature of reality. The nature of reality is 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 um, passed on, not not to the Freemasons down the lodge here, but to the inner core. So uh, uh, through the generations. Um, This level of knowledge is massively greater than this level of knowledge uh, because the whole structure of education and media in the public arena is to keep people in ignorance of what they know. And so you get a a situation where um, when you um, communicate what this, this, this cult is doing, So many people in the public arena will just dismiss it because they'll say it's not possible. They can't do that. Well, no, they can't do that from the perception of reality that you have. But they don't they're not coming from that perception of reality. They're coming from a reality much greater. So to the public at the moment, uh, you're having uh, vaccinations for a virus and it's going to stop me getting it. And it's going to stop me passing it on. Well, actually, it's not. Not even the makers claim that. Um, so, but that's the level of knowledge that most people have, and, and it dictates their life. They have it. But over here, they they know uh, uh, what these uh, these uh, jabs really are, and what they're designed to do. And, and as long as you keep that those those two people apart, those two groups apart in terms of knowledge, then they'll go on doing what you want. And this is where censorship's coming from now because um, what's starting to happen with the alternative media over the, you know, the period I've been going 30 years, there was no alternative media, but it started to develop, started to develop. And now it's got very, very um, influential. And this is terrified that they will find out what they know. And uh, so that's not only on the basis of, uh What's planned? It's crucially on the basis of the nature of reality, because because they know how reality works and how we interact with it, they can manipulate us with that knowledge. While we think, oh, we, but the public in general think that um, reality is just you know a physical world. And who am I? Where am I? I have no idea. Where do I come from? Where am I going? What's going on here? What is this place? um that's the level of ignorance and it's uh it's systematic
0: listen david thank you very much i have to give the others a, a chance i also want to thank sasha stone because he's allowed us to broadcast live i've been deplatformed off youtube so i know what it's like so i give it uh, to right. chris rain of uh, Mind Wars. uh
2: hi david um you often talk about, um, you know, what you actually mentioned at the very start of this as well, as at the core, of the core, and the spider's web. You would fit all these people in actual one room itself. They're, they're so small. Who are we talking about presently, or are we actually talking about a non-human force as well?
1: Well, this is this is fascinating to me. You see, I, I, I got a lot of ridicule um, for talking about um, the non-human, um, you know, the, the reptilian thing and all that stuff um and it's it's kind of fascinating that uh, given that planet earth compared with the projected um size of the universe is the equivalent of like a billionth the size of a pinhead so i think there are other there's other life out there i do really i, I feel it in the water but it's kind of funny this this reflex action it can't be happening And this is all part of this this programming, because one of one of the great, greatest forms of programming is to limit the sense of the possible. It's 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 so powerful. If you limit the sense of the possible, then you can go on outside their sense of the possible, manipulate them to heart's content. And they'll never know because they don't believe what you're doing is possible because you've limited their sense of the possible. uh uh, and uh, this is one of the the great things that has to happen we have to open our minds to all possibility open the sluice gates to the mind as i I say and and let other possibility flood in and then we'll see actually there are other ways of explaining the world and one of them is certainly that there's a non-human force um manipulating human society uh and What happened is is in in the 90s, early 90s, um, as I started to understand that the forces that were were running the show were the forces that we were seeing, um, I wanted to know um, when it started. Um, And I went back and back and back and back through Rome to Sumer and Babylon and all that. Then you think, well, hold on a minute. Um, There's got to be a common force spanning the spanning the, the this period you know people have been born playing their part in advancing this agenda because it's it's very long term um and then they've died and then other people are taken over and then someone else is born and then they die it's, it's like there's got to be a common force that's actually uh, uh overseeing this this whole thing uh and and so i um i started looking for it and What I found was all over the world, there was a a common theme among the religions. uh, They use different names, yes, um, but the way they describe them is the same. And the the native cultures and the shamans, et cetera, uh, in the different uh, cultures of the world. And they they all had this theme of a non-human force manipulating human society. Under different names, depending on the culture. But like I say, they were describing the same force. Um, and uh, sometimes this will take an. Uh, I'll call it an extraterrestrial expression. But the more the more that I've moved on, I, I, I'm I'm at the point now where you know, I, I want to know the source. I want I want to know where this is coming from. Where is this behavior coming from? Where is this desire to control coming from? And I don't care if 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 the form it's operating through is a reptilian or Bill Gates. Oh, uh, whoops, (laughs) I repeat myself. (laughs) Um, But I want to know what's the source. And so I've gone uh, more and more. Into the realms of consciousness because, uh, you know, I, I lift my hand. What's made me do that? I decided to do that. My, my, my consciousness said I'm going to lift my hand. So, all behavior comes from consciousness and perception. And if you break down the control of, of humanity, the whole foundation of it is controlling perception which becomes behavior and collectively becomes human society. So this is why, again, we come back to the censorship. Where does perception come from? It comes from information received, personal experience, 10 o'clock news, whatever, but it's information that leads to perception and they wanna control the information completely so they control uh, perception. But that goes much wider than 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 just that. It goes into the realm of what the hell is behind all this, because obviously it's a state of perception. It's a state of perception that says, I want control over. I want to impose my will over. So what is this? And I started to uh, to to pick up this 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 theme of if you sweep away all the forms which are vehicles for consciousness to express itself. Sweep away all that. And what you're left with are states of consciousness. And these states of consciousness, of course, is very subtle differences between, uh, you know, in, 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 the, in the range between them. But if, we, if we, we just take it on a black and white level for, um, for the, the discussion, you're seeing these different states of consciousness so clearly now in response to this COVID hoax, you've got the state of consciousness that believes what it's told and um, does what it's told and doesn't question and gets uh, many times very angry and often vicious um, if, if you don't accept uh, to do the same and just be as closed minded as they are. And then you've got this other consciousness, and you know you, you these marches in London recently. It was one one uh, um, a week ago.
2: I was um, at it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you you look at the the energy, the demeanour, um, and I've found this. We've got quite a a, a, a gathering group, even on the Isle of Wight, of people that are that are 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 waking up to this, and, and there's a there's a there's a, a, a consciousness of what it's a heart consciousness, really. It, it's there's smiles, there's laughter, there's hugs, there's mutual support. Uh, and, and, and it's a very different kind of, of, of energy. Uh, they want, this, this, this consciousness wants freedom. It wants joy. It wants um, the um, ability to live your life as you choose. It wants peace uh and, and all these things but there's another consciousness which which wants to control and part of that consciousness is that which submits to that control uh and uh I, i've come across this this consciousness i'm talking about which i say is behind this and whether it's reptilian or whether it's bill gates this is the consciousness that's actually working through uh all this and making this stuff happen this is the you know, take away all the form. This consciousness is the coordinating force. Uh, and uh, it's, um, it, it's, it's, it's that, that's, if you like, the cement that holds it all together. And I've, I've seen it called many uh, different names, but there's a Native American name for it. And all these different names are describing the same force. And, um, their, their, their name is Wutiko, or the Cree tribal group in America. Um, their name is Wutiko. There's other names that different tribal groups have, um, and Wutiko is a distorted, inverted, chaotic state of consciousness, which, if it, um, uh, and if you look at the the, the Christian version of it, they, they will call it demonic, and then you've got the Islamic version of it. They call it the jinn. You've got the Gnostic version of it. They call it the Archons or the Yaldabaoth, the Demiurge. But they're describing the same thing. It's a very inverted and very distorted state of consciousness. Um, and it's operating on a particular frequency, like everything. And it, obviously, it's not a high frequency because of its state of being. And what it's trying to do is to attach itself to um, to human awareness, human consciousness, and to do that, it has to bring human consciousness down into its frequency. And joy, love, uh, uh, peace, uh, all these things that that are high frequency states, it can't attach to to those states. It, it, never the twain shall meet. So it it it, it structured society. And got more and more uh, in in that way the the more it's got more control of society uh, it structures society to bring people down into low frequency states it wants people in fear it wants people in anxiety it wants people in states of hatred uh, um, uh, states of conflict war all these things are expressions of whatiko and the thing is about uh, is it's it operates through um through all sides um, in, in a conflict. So if you if you um, uh, are uh, if you are in a war, then Watiko is working through both sides. If you're in any kind of conflict, it's working through both sides. Um, so um, you know if, if we seek to uh, quote resist authority. In, in a way that we use violence, then that's Wotico resisting wotiko, uh, And and so um as it attaches to more and more people or as it has attached to more and more people, it's it's been dictating the behaviour of more and more people. And one of the expressions of it has been this woke mentality. The woke mentality is absolutely classic Wotiko. Because wotiko is an inversion. It verts, verts everything. It's an inversion of life, basically. Um, it's quite um, apt that the word evil is live written backwards because it is an inversion of life. And anything that is is influenced and um, people like Satanists, of course, are massively influenced by this Wotico consciousness. In fact, they are expressions of it um, will um, deal in inversion. So you look at the satanic symbolic language. It's all inversion. They invert the pentagram, they invert the cross. Everything's inverted. And if you look at um, the, uh, the woke mentality, which has been infiltrated into the minds of, of generations now, uh, paid for and orchestrated by this cult through the education system, etc. the woke mentality is classic inversion. So they talk about being anti-racist when they're fundamentally racist. They talk about, like Antifa, um, being anti-fascist, but they act like fascists. uh, You know, they they talk about inclusivity while excluding anyone that doesn't agree with them. It's all inversion. And when you break it down to this. This level of this, this consciousness and 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 its influence. It. You can see how it um, is able to coordinate all that's been happening, so. Watico is Bill Gates. Watico is Ted Ross at the World Health Organization. Wetiko is are the people running the medical hierarchies in the individual countries. Uh, Wotico are the, uh, the media organizations of the world that are um, lying to the public on a scale, even by their standards, is, is unprecedented um, to, um, to benefit the agenda of the cult. Of, of Wutiko, this cult, this secret society network is just Wutiko uh, um, incarnate. But it's also um, not only those that are making things happen uh, in terms of this agenda. It's also, uh, Wutiko is also that which becomes submissive to the agenda. Uh, so, um, and 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 what you get with the submissive mind is that it doesn't question. It's a closed mind. So the psychopaths tell people what to believe and those people believe it without question because their mind has basically been firewalled. It's just not questioning, that's Watiko. That's Watiko's influence submitting to Watiko's agenda. And then you've got this other consciousness, um, which is becoming more and more, uh, expanding more and more to more and more people that, that is not, um, allowed that, not allowed itself to fall into those low vibrational states where that attachment can take place. What's called through the ages possession. Um, and, you know, possess people don't have to kind of change shape. That's the more extreme end of it. And that can be explained as well, but, but. You can be influenced in very subtle ways uh, by by this consciousness if it attaches to you. Uh, but this other consciousness, what people call the awakening consciousness, is is operating on a frequency level that that, that cannot cannot attach to. And as long as you know, th- th- and this is why the, the answer is to open the heart, um, because whatiko. Cannot um, cannot survive in with heart energy. It certainly can't attach to it. What it can do is close the heart, so that we no longer are, are operating on that um, heart frequency. And the manipulation of this this heart chakra, this heart vortex, um, uh, to to shut it down and to disturb it and to um, uh, well. Um, create chaos in it. That for me is the foundation of why we have this absolutely astonishing rate of of heart disease in the world. Because obviously there's great interaction between the heart vortex and what we call the physical heart. And if this is disturbed, it's going to affect that. And, uh, and, uh, And, you know, the heart is the center of everything. And once that opens, not only do you—is uh, it our biggest uh, connection to out there beyond the realm of a and beyond the realm of this crazy world? Um, it's um, it's of a frequency that that um, cannot be affected by this. And you know we have this um, this field, this field of energy. The human human sight sense can only see holographic forms, basically. So when we look at the world, we see the holographic forms and they appear to have space between them. That's the way we perceive it. Because we're not seeing what's in the space. We're only seeing the form. That's the way the the sight sense works. But that space is full of energy. It's full of consciousness. And what Watiko wants is to um, bring that field of energy, which we're all attached to, like fish swimming in the sea it wants to bring that into down to its frequency so um, because we are interacting with this field the lower the frequency of the field uh, the more we're going to be impacted by that frequency and it's going to start pulling us in so everyone who opens their heart Everyone that, 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 that laughs in the face of fear, everyone that just um, realizes that we're all that is, has been and ever can be. And this is just a, a short experience in a crazy world called human. Um, the more people do that, we are putting that frequency into the field and we're changing the, the, um, the frequency and the information nature of the field. And so that starts affecting people. Because instead of being affected by this low uh, vibrational density, suddenly people are being affected by something else, uh, much much higher, and, and, and uh, sees the world differently. And so um, it's 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 vital that we don't get pulled into we must we must fight the enemy, and and, and you know we, you know we must do this and do that. We we, we must we must uh, stockpile weapons and all that. Um, that's Watiko fighting Watiko. We need to go above that, and and and, and uh, because this world is a manifestation of human consciousness. That's what it is. That 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 that's the very process by which um, the cult controls humanity. Um, it controls perception. Thus, perception becomes individual behavior. Collectively, it becomes collective behavior, which is human society. So, the key to changing this. Uh, and the manifestations that uh, of, of perception, consciousness that we're now experiencing is to change perception, change consciousness, change self-identity. So we, we we identify with being the consciousness that 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 we eternally are and not the names and labels that we briefly uh, identify with in a human life. that That's where this um, change is going to take place. And just finally, because if you looked at the world, and uh, you saw it only as solid and only as it appears to be. And then you look at the situation we're in. You think we've got no bloody chance. <laughs> we've got no chance. Because you think, well, it's going to take so long to change anything, but it's not. The world is a manifestation of human perception. It's, it's a, 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 a human perception made manifest. It's all it is. And when we change perception, the world changes um, like that. Uh, for instance, if um, human perception said not following the rules anymore, <laughs> we've sussed you. You've been lying to us for a year. So, no, I'm not wearing a bloody mask. No. And I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. And a lot of people did it. It's unenforceable because this cult only has the power we give it. You, a few can't control the vast many unless the vast many give their power to the few it's impossible so that's where the answer lies and and to take our power back or stop giving it away we need to change our perception um otherwise we'll just go on giving away like like, like we always have
2: 100 agree and the way you break it down it defines so logically and easy to understand as well but yeah i want to just touch briefly on just before i pass over to steve so i don't want to hog all the time but you talk a lot, just touching back on hierarchies as well, and you know, the pyramid structure and all that. Do a lot of people talk, You know, we could argue all day how many bloodlines, a lot of people said there's 13 bloodline families that go back through history and thousands and thousands of years. For the sake of the conversation, if there is 13 bloodline families, I believe there's more from what research I've done, is do they have their own hierarchy pyramid within those, for example, 13 families that they are structured, compartmentalized down long, or do they actually all sort of get on with each other
1: Oh, no, no. I mean, you know, when you've got a mentality that wants power over, then it's not going to um, suspend that among itself. Um, But in the end, um, all these different families, although they they will express themselves in different ways and they have different things they want to do. And I'm sure want to be at the top of the bloody greasy pole. The common theme is Vatika. It, it's this consciousness, um, and so you know, it's like if if you j- just imagine a a a a field of consciousness, Vatika, chaotic, imbalanced, inverted, and here's Gates, here's Tedros, here's the World Health Organization, here's the media, here's Silicon Valley, and actually the the common connection between them. It's the same consciousness. Uh, And so they act basically the same way, although, of course, there will be rivalries uh, within them by their very nature. Um, And, you know, in the end, you know, I I went through the 90s and I I looked at all these uh, families and I went through it all. And it was very interesting. And it was a journey uh, for me um, deeper and deeper in the rabbit hole. But where where I am now, um, and which I've just talked about, you can break it down to that level because what happens is, um, and I I agree with that, more than thirteen. What happens is, people can look at the situation, and it can be overwhelming to them because it seems so complex. One what, what, what of the ways I've always uh, worked, maybe because I left school at 15 <laughs> uh, from Crown Hill, secondary modern to play football. and never took an exam. Thank you, God. Um, I um I'm looking. I'm looking for the simple. Uh, you know, people think that understanding complexity is uh, like genius. Well, I'm on that may be. But the real genius for me is seeing the simple and apparently complex because complex is is covering up the simple and and you know you can you can go in and i have in the books and it's very interesting and it's important information to get out but if you break it down and break it down and break it down you go beyond the families you go beyond all of it um and all the levels of form and you're left with this state of consciousness that wants to control and wants to um uh, do all the things that's going on now um and a state of consciousness doesn't want that and that's what it breaks down to, and. Um, uh, if people get attached to this, well, we're going to carry on as we are. If people break away from this to this, then we're going to bring it down. Um, and, and so that's the level I'm, I'm really working on now, rather than going in all to the, the great detail about um, about family bloodlines, which I, I did a long time ago. And uh, like I said, it was very important, but you can break it down to a, a much more simple le- uh, level because all those families are simply Wetiko incarnate, Wetiko. Is 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 where it's all coming from?
2: Yeah, no, I'll, I'll pass you over to uh, Steve from Awakened Mind. But yeah, the family bloodlines is a very fascinating uh, topic, and I know you've well documented it throughout all your books. So
1: yeah, yeah, well, of course, yeah and well,
2: very important.
1: Yeah, the question is uh, why why the bloodlines? Why why do these people interbreed so obsessively? Why why have they always done that? Even when most of the royal fa- uh, families uh, uh, disappeared. They, they, they went underground and the dark suit families, which are the, the royal aristocratic families of before, they still uh, incessantly interbreed. Um, it's because um, there is a certain um, information field uh, which they want to retain. And uh, it's an information field that, 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 that basically um, processes information in a particular way. Um, it has no empathy. It has no compassion. Um, and it this 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 cult, if you like, doesn't want that information field diluted because you start interbreeding with 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 people who are not of that information field, well, that information field starts to get diluted and it starts to become open to other things. It starts processing information in a different way. And the, and the, basically the cult starts to fall apart. Because it's based on 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 uh, a network of psychopaths. Uh, and that, again, is what is is what we call psychopaths. That's where it comes from. Psychopaths have no empathy. They have no compassion. They they get off on on the suffering of others. They get off on having power over others because they're pathetic, um, and this is wotiko. This this is this is psychopaths. And you know I, I keep calling people like Gates. I said they're, they're super psychopaths because they're wotiko. And 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 um, so uh, it's um, it, it, it it kind of ex- starts to to, to explain uh, 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 these things. And and so the vehicles that are expressing wotiko. Which we call the bloodlines. They they need to be um, uh, they need to process information in a certain way because if they don't, uh, then well they might they might not go on processing and becoming uh, vehicles for whatie because they might they might change the way they see everything. Uh, so they have to fiercely hold this information field, this empathy deleted information field. Uh, and to do that, they, they have to just make sure that it's fiercely um um in-house in terms of all the, the procreation. And we come back to what I said earlier about the the rockchilds and the, how how the, the, the these um sperm banks exist. If this is to hold this information field, make sure it's not diluted.
2: Yeah, no, Steve, I let you in with a, oh, okay. with a question. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so today is sort of an inauspicious day because it's May Day and it's the two hundred forty fifth anniversary of Adam Weishaupt and the start of the New World Order, you could say.
1: Yeah, um, but it was right.
3: yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> given that, um, can you sort of say how two hundred forty five years ago a decision was made to, you know, normalize sex with children, divide and rule? They use the same playbook, infiltrate society, uh, you know, and and we're sort of in late stages of that perhaps right now with, with what's going on with the injection and the UN and, and this whole globalization. And it's all it's not something that's new. It's something that's been planned. And we kind of were talking how they're not very clever. And in a way, they just use the same Helgelian dialect, divide and rule, order out of chaos. And they just sort of repeat the same playbook. And if you look it isn't very clever because they just do the same thing and they expect everyone just to accept two plus two equals five. But they're so obvious with it now. It's it's you know you like we know people that weren't going to wake up are waking up. But my point is, it, what's important is to call bullshit and just to see it. But can you, because it is two hundred forty-five years ago, say how what happened then is right re- very relevant to what's happening now?
1: Oh uh, y- y- yes, it, it it absolutely is, um, and first of all, they're not that bright. Uh, I've said many times the dynamic between the cult and humanity is in the kingdom of the blind the one eyed man is king they have to keep humans blind so with their one eye they're all seeing eye um they um they can control by um a uh, by benefit of having a level of knowledge that the the public doesn't have. Uh, But if um, uh, uh, humanity, uh, as humanity, wakes up to its true power and starts connecting into uh, levels of awareness um, where the answers lie, where the insight lies, where knowledge lies, um, et cetera, then um, the the dynamic will change. Um, The one-eyed man uh is no match for the two-eyed uh third-eyed human uh and that's why they have to keep humanity asleep so that their one eye can prevail so they're not very bright i mean i mean bill gates i mean you know dear me um not the brightest man i've ever seen in my life um have you seen fauci have you seen witty and all these people crikey um so, so they're not right, and they're not omnipotent. They just want us to believe they are. I, I always, I use the phrase "little boys in short trousers." Um, they're terrified, you see. People, people don't um, censor to the scale that they do because they're secure people. They do it because they're not secure. They're incredibly insecure because they know. That once enough of humanity wake up, it's over. It's over for them, and they're terrified of that. Uh, and so, uh, to them, uh, a, a kid in his back bedroom putting out a, a few conspiracy videos is 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 a, a lethal danger.
4: So we've got to censor
1: him. Se- secure people don't want to censor others. I mean, even the people that hurl abuse at me, I don't want to censor them. Um, it goes in one ear and out the other. Uh, but uh, I don't want to censor him because once you uh, start to say uh, or start to censor before the point of delivery, um, then you are uh, creating a situation in which some authority is deciding what people can see and can't see. Um, and I don't want to censor anybody. I, I, I want everyone's opinion and then we'll have a debate about it um, and, 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 and see where we go. I certainly don't want to censor anybody. and I don't want to censor anyone who, who, who's abusive to me. It's of no interest to in me. And it would be hypocritical if I did. Um, so we, we just need to be at peace with everyone having an opinion and oh, call the police. Uh, some people are going to have different opinions due to, due to what we have. Now that's security. Someone who's secure in what they they they, they believe is quite happy for other um, uh, people to have different beliefs because they're secure in their own and they're 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 quite uh, confident that they can support uh, what where they stand. People who are completely insecure, terrified, who 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 know they can't um, support their their narrative. And that it would never stand up to debate. They're the ones that do the censoring. So with all this censorship that's going on, they're actually telling us um, that they don't have power. Otherwise, they won't worry about people like me. Uh, so that's uh, very, very important that. Um, that people realize that they don't fall into this idea of, oh, they're so powerful. What chance we got? Well, uh, as much chance we want to take uh, is the answer to that. Now, uh, in terms of Whitehall, that it's very interesting uh, uh, story. Um, You, you go back, uh, like I said, you can go back to, to Babylon. You can go back to, uh, to Sumer and you go back to other ancient societies and and much longer, further back than that. uh, I'm sure. And you can follow this, um, this story where this 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 cult started out in different areas of the world uh, and then eventually it kind of fused into a global cult and um, one of the um, one of the groupings that came to um, came to prominence not least now uh, in this cult uh, started uh, with a man called Sabbatai Zevi, who claimed to be the Jewish Messiah, and this is in the 17th century. And um, he was operating in the um, the old Ottoman Empire, the Islamic Ottoman Empire, and uh, he got a, a a big, big following of people uh, who believed he was the Jewish Messiah. And eventually the Sultan of the Ottoman Empire um, uh, gave him a choice that, you know, he either uh, basically uh, proved that he, he was uh, or um, or converted to Islam or there was going to be serious trouble. So he converted to Islam and uh, a lot of his followers kind of um, were, were disillusioned, but a lot of them stayed with him and they um started a, uh, a basically a cult which became known as Sabbateans and sabatianism and they um they operated outwardly as if they were following the islamic religion uh but they weren't they were following their own and that that religion was not judaism it was an inversion of judaism it was a, it was basically a, a a death cult all the things you've described all the abuse of children all this stuff it was all going on in the Sabbateans' Um, the sabbatian cult and uh they became known um as the donma uh which means to turn because they turned to um islam but they hadn't turned at all and this sabbatianism again it's interesting i was talking earlier about wotiko uh uh, which uh, inverts everything it's an inversion of life so it's it inverts everything um and um they inverted everything that um happened in judaism so if it was a feast day um or yeah a or, or or a fast day in judaism it would be a feast day in Sabbateanism and so on so uh, this uh, this went on and eventually he um, he he died and the following century um, along came a guy called jacob frank now jacob frank claimed that he was the reincarnation of sabatizevi uh, and also of the um, biblical patriarch, uh, Jacob. And he uh, continued the Sabbatean cult. Uh, some people call it um, Sabbatean Frankism after that. And uh, he, he took it into new depths of depravity. And, and what this what this Sabbatean cult, uh, uh, and still today, um, became uh, its modus operandi, was infiltrating societies, cultures, religions, uh, and posing as promoters and supporters of that religion, culture, um, uh, whatever, race, and manipulating themselves into positions of power. um, But they were not promoting what they appeared to be promoting. They were promoting Sabbateanism. And uh, one of the uh, the manifestations of Sabbateans, um, the Sabbatean cult, is the Saudi royal family, which was started by, Sa- they, they uh, go back through to um, uh, Sabbateans. And uh, the people that run Israel today, the, the network that runs Israel, is is their Sabbateans. That's why the Rothschilds, who were Sabbateans, not Jewish, actually had uh, such a massive, massive fundamental uh, uh, impact on the um, establishment of Israel. Um, the, uh, Jacob Frank also moved in on the, um, the Roman Church, the Roman Catholic Church, and the uh, Sabbateans took over the, the, uh, the Vatican. Uh, and, and, and the Sabbateans are expressions of Wetico, so they act the same, and, and uh, um, they, um, they've gathered more and more power. I tell the story in um, a book uh, called The Trigger. I'll tell, tell, this, tell this story in detail. How after the establishment of Israel um, in 1948 um, uh, and, and before that, actually, but certainly then, um, they uh, they moved in on America and they basically took over uh, the um, institutions of America. Uh, things like the CIA and uh, the Pentagon, the, the Sabbateans run them. It's it's a, it's a death cult. And it's um, it, all these things, all these uh, child abuse, child sacrifice, all these things. What do you call it? Um, Epstein. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein. He he was a Sabbatean. He was running a Sabbatean operation in classic Sabbatean uh, style. So uh, the uh, story eventually, uh, uh, if we go back, comes to this this point you were talking about with uh, with Weishaupt, where um, Jacob Frank was jailed for a time. And then when he, he came out, he headed for Frankfurt. And he made an association, a very um, uh, good financial association, among other things, with um, Mayor Amster Rothschild, and uh, it was Jacob Frank, um, Mayor Amster Rothschild, and um, uh, and uh, Bieshoff, Adam Weisshaupt, who um, who created the Bavarian Illuminati, which then became the the the, the, the became known as the Illuminati, and uh, the the book. In that—that um, that is the—the the, the focus, almost like the, the Bible of Sabbateanism, is uh, is called the Zohar, which is you know part of the um, the whole um, uh, Jewish mystical um, uh, religion. And Zohar means radiance or illumination. Illumin—, illumin you're illuminated. And the Illuminati is, is, seems to be related to this whole theme of the Zohar, which is part of this, these books of the Kabbalah, um, the Jewish mystical uh, belief system. So they then created this um, Sabbatean network, which became known as the Illuminati. And, and they um, took it forward, not least by focusing on control of money control of finance and uh so the the rothschilds um basically took over europe and then eventually the world by controlling finance um and uh, it was all it's all part of this sabbatian cult and when when people say you know that it's all about money well it uh, only to a point it's about control and so the idea is that if you create a society in which money dictates choice then you control the choice of the people by controlling their access to money, which in, in our society overwhelmingly um, dictates choice. And if you, um, if you look at um, what freedom is, freedom is uh, the ability to make choices. And if you can, can, if you can suppress the number of choices that people can make, you are suppressing their freedom. I mean, you look at the last year with the, the COVID uh, nonsense, and, and you've had choices severely suppressed. And what has that meant? Freedom severely su- uh, suppressed. And they, they, they um, uh, control choice by controlling money, and, and that's why they, they hoard it among themselves. And we've got this concept now of the 1%. Uh, so uh, and so there's some interesting um, things about, about that, too, on, on another level. Adam Weishaupt um, was uh, basically uh, had an education as a Jesuit. I think he became a Protestant uh, Christian later as well. And, and you know, that, that's classic. You know, there's a guy called, um, he's left us now, unfortunately, called um, Rabbi Marvin uh, Ant- Antleman, who wrote uh, two books um, called um, To Eliminate the Opiate, um, in which he, the, the, the books were all about um, exposing Sabbateanism and how it's taken over Jewish society. The Jewish people don't know because they think the people who are, who are run, ruling them are, are, are kind of Jewish. They're not, they're Sabbatean. And uh, he told the story of, uh, in, the, in one of those books, of Karl Marx, uh, which created, of course, Marxism. And uh, Karl, Karl Marx was um, supposedly uh, Jewish, but but he wasn't. Uh, he he was a Sabbatean. And uh, Antleman tells the story about how he, he was just a front man uh, and other people wrote the words and he just uh, fronted them up. And uh, it's interesting now that um, as we come through this uh, this cycle to present day, that uh, the, 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 the basic structure of society that they want uh, is very close to what um, we would call uh, Marxism. Uh, and that's what that's what um, the, the woke mentality is about. It's about demanding Marxism. Uh, but, of course, Marxism is for the people. It's not for the elite. And that's uh, why you have um, the co-founder of uh, Black Lives Matter, who claims to be a trained Marxist, um, uh, just uh, exposed for having four houses worth three point two million dollars. Uh, Marxism is for um, is for the people, and and again, you know, people think, well, Marxism. Well, why would why would the uh, the financial elite want Marxism? Because Marxism is just a, a a method for controlling the masses. You know, any anyone think that um, in in Stalin's <laughs> Stalin's Russia that um he, he lived the same lifestyle as everyone else of course not anyone think the Chinese leadership does no um, the, the Marxisms to keep the masses in 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 line uh, whereas the woke mentality which is completely bewildered um, believes it's about um it's about uh, equality it's not it's about um, control by the few
3: yeah and they, they always say you know they make whoever they are the enemy that he'd make marxist the enemy communists the enemy and they are marxist and communists because who's that who's going to think you're a communist or a marxist if you're pointing fingers at them you know it's all the inversion it's all the same thing i have so many questions but we're running late if if we go longer i'll i'll, I'll maybe i'll get another chance i'm going to pass you to hartman
5: thank you so much david for being here Um for me it's a real honor to have you here because um my lady and myself we had an meditation center and in 2000 and we know you since 2005 and um we were also in Immenstadt in 2011 on your presentation and um we know a lot of stuff what you told us and uh, the funny the funniest thing is what i really remember is the one great picture of the of the scottish boy with the skirt sitting next to uh, the queen, and yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I
5: want to know whether you still use this picture right wow, now because that, this yeah, is that, something so brilliant.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> was, funny. It was really that was, it was my really um, the <laughs> Yeah, put it on the screen sometime. I'm sure you still can find <laughs> it. Um, but there, that that's the, an interesting point, really, because you know what are the things we've got to do? We've got to bloody laugh. You know, uh, because yeah. the, uh, laughter, you can't feel fear when you're laughing. And, and 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 i tell you something about this this cult mentality, this boutique mentality. Because of its insecurity, it has to be taken seriously. It wants you in awe of it. It wants you uh, uh, in fear of it. And when you laugh in its face, it doesn't know what to do. Because, you know, you know, I went through um, enormous ridicule, of course, over decades. But it never affected my self-respect um, because, uh, you know, I, I I wasn't insecure like uh, Watiko. Um, so you you can ridicule me, but I'm you know I, I'm I'm not going to go under. But when you're insecure, and, and we are talking about a serious level of insecurity in terms of this consciousness, then um, when, when people laugh and don't take you seriously, you, it. it absolutely um, uh disarms you so it's very important for, on many levels that we laugh because the worst thing the bottom line is we are a point of attention within all that is has been and ever can be having a brief experience called human and we are on an eternal we're journey we're an eternal experience um exploring forever forever so that's some um, that's the bottom line. That's as bad as it gets. And and so, we, we, you know, we need to be, be joyous about that um, and not get pulled into this um, the, these illusions that are simply there to, to pull us into low-frequency states. Laughter is a wonderful thing.
5: Yeah, because uh, this was really... This came directly to my mind when I saw this again, and this was a really cool picture. And uh, my question is, because you made such... Um, let's say metamorphosis in the in the last yeah, 30 years um and we are and now we are really in a let's say we are in a real dangerous situation yeah for example i i was in a village uh, 10 kilometers away then they have the bu- the beautiful buses stay healthy yeah you go one door you go in you went in and then the other side you went out and then you are vaccinated yeah and i said to myself brilliant we don't need any concentration camps in germany because the gas chambers are standing in the villages and um and the situation is i really compare it nearly to a concentration camp of course it's not in this way at the moment yeah, so uh, we don't have in, uh, incarnation or what's the word I don't know where you run buddies yeah, they are they are working on these things but uh, at the moment it's not but at the, we have the feeling of fear like it is and to stay out of this fear do you have an advice for the people to how they can because you made such a transformation how can stay there in their let's say higher self or in their in their self so that they don't Get attacked by those things.
1: Well, just very, very quickly, uh, going on from what I've just been talking about a few minutes ago. Um, I've, I've just finished another book. Actually, it's just gone into production, um, and it's 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 very much uh, about the here and now and different levels of what's happening. Um, and while I was writing it, uh, I, you know, I was in contact with friends of mine in um, in Israel, and I was looking at. Other people in Israel, like lawyers and stuff, and what they were saying, and they were uh, starting to describe um, what is happening in Israel to Jewish people, to um, the run-up to Nazi Germany. Uh, and um, you'd think, what? Why would the people running Israel be treating? And and this was the group that wouldn't be vaccinated, won't be vaccinated. Why would they treat them in 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 that way of of, of all countries uh, where you have uh, they have um, deck chairs on the beach? that says vaccinated only. It's apartheid. Um, And um, but then. The Sabbateans were behind the Nazis. And the Sabbateans are running Israel. So suddenly you realize why. They, they are they are treating the Jewish people today as they treated um, uh, um, people in Germany Be- because uh, you, you have to get away from the Jewish thing. It's, it's not Jewish. It's Sabbatean. It's a death cult. And it's a very now influential aspect of this global cult, very influential indeed, um, not least because the Rothschilds are Sabbateans. Uh, but um, in, in terms of um, how we respond to this, well, you know, well, there's a number of things. First of all, we've got to, it, un, unless we we, we really want to get pulled into this, we've got to start redefining the nature of the eye. Because if if you if you're self-identifying with the labels of a human life and you're seeing yourself in those limited terms, the three score years and ten. And this is going to get very, very challenging, say the least, and it's going to get very frightening. Um, But um, if you see yourself as consciousness having an experience, the labels are your experiences. They're not you, uh, in terms of the uh, the eternal I, that is consciousness. And whatever happens in this um, in this reality, we will continue our journey of consciousness. And and if you can see that that. You know this is just a brief experience rather than all experience and all existence it's brief experience and, and and if you can come from that point of view um then you can um you you can look at it in a different way and it doesn't seem so overwhelming um and and when you open that uh that doesn't have fear because that knows for a start what I've just said, that we are uh, eternal expressions of consciousness. Uh, and therefore, this is just a brief experience. And, and once you let go of, of, um, of fear, uh, uh, you, you let go also of considering consequences for doing what you know to be right. Because if, if ever there was a time... When we need to do what we know to be right, it's now. But if you um, consider consequences, then your your head, certainly your emotion, will give you a long list of reasons not to do what you know to be right. Um, and 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 so you'll you'll say, well, I'll do something, but I'll do it next week, or I'll do it next month. And, and I tell you what, it, 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 if it comes to this, then I'll do something. And then it comes to it, and you don't. Uh, and, and we just go on down the road to greater and greater dystopia, we're at a point now where we, we just have to stand up and say, no, not doing it. And to do that, that has to be open because if that's not open, then you're, you're going to, you're going to be terrorized into, um, into conformity. This doesn't consider consequences because to consider consequences is to consider not doing what you know to be right. And this would never do that. This would this one. Uh, and so what do I need to do to to make a difference? Well, first of all, bottom line, you must not concede to fascism. You must not do the bidding of fascism. Well, whatever the consequences are, I'm not doing the bidding of fascism, because once you appease it, by, by just going along with it a bit, then um, you'll appease it a bit more because uh, you can't appease fascism, you can't appease tyranny because it, it always wants more no matter what you give it. So you'll say, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just do this bit. I'll just do this bit. And, but then it, then it wants more and it wants more and eventually it's got everything. And and that's, what, that's where we're going. We're going down a road um, if we go on uh, in this way where they're going to strip Uh, humanity of everything, not just possessions, not just uh, the ability to make choices, but but strip them of um, the most basic self-respect. And self-respect is the key because it's self-respect that's brought down every tyranny in history. If you have self-respect, like, for instance, I'm told that I have, if I go in certain places, I have to wear a mask. Well, sorry, that that is stripping me of self-respect, A, because I know it's a nonsense anyway and I know why it's happening, so I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. And consequences? Well, the consequences are take care of themselves, but I'm not doing it. Um, and, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do this. And do, 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 do. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing any of it. I won't do any of it because i will not concede my self-respect to this tyranny i won't do it i'd rather leave i'd rather leave I, I, i'm not going to because there are other, there are other forces at work here but i would rather do that than concede my self-respect because once self-respect's gone all that's left is is submission it's your self-respect that stops you submitting uh, and and you know when they uh, they have um, anal swabs in china for Uh, a COVID test that's nothing to do with COVID of course it's not to do with stripping people of their self-respect this is this is what they're doing so when they when people say all the things they're telling us and the contradictions and stuff and and this is stupid and that makes no sense and oh they're they're you know what are they doing Um, they want us to see the contradictions they want us to see the nonsense that it makes no sense, because if, 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 if you're um, told to do something or asked to do something and you look at it and you say, OK, let's look at the evidence. Let's, why do you want me to do this? And you look at it and, and you say, well, actually, I can see that now. I can see why you want me to do this. So, yeah, I'm going to do it because that makes sense. My self-respect is making that decision. But if, if you can see that it's nonsense and full of contradictions, but you still do it. Then your self-respect has been conceded and only submission remains. So I I can only talk about myself. It's not for me to tell other people what to do, but I will not concede uh, my self-respect to to this. I, I will not do any of it. And I'll tell you what kind of tends to happen because We are interacting with this field and this field is all possibility. And the more you expand to greater levels of frequency within this field, the more possibility you're accessing. That's why when when people start to expand and what we call awaken, they find amazing synchronicity starts to appear in their life and and coincidences and things just happen and what have you. Why? When it wasn't happening when you were here, it's because you're now expanding into greater ways of consciousness or possibility, and therefore you are able to manifest more possibility. And when you uh, concede to a, a state of, of fear, then that's, that, that, that's um, by its very nature uh, uh, a very small, uh, dense bubble of, of, of perception. A, a, a frequency and therefore interaction with all possibility and therefore you're going to manifest very limited possibility you know we we see the dynamic of i fear to do it so I don't do it but on another level it's i fear to do it so I can only um, access this very narrow band of potential possibility and when you let go of fear then you are accessing uh, a much greater swathe of possibility, which you can manifest. And the reason I'm saying all that is that when you stand for what you believe in and you, um, you don't concede your self-respect, uh, it's amazing where, how you think that if I do this, that's going to happen. But, but often it doesn't. So, uh, I think one of, one, of, one of the things is that uh, people think, well, if I do this, I'll lose my job. OK, that, that, might, that might be the case. You don't have the vaccine, uh, fake vaccine, or don't wear a mask. But that, is that job the only possibility in your life? Is it the only thing that you would, could manifest? Is it indeed something that's making you happy and joyful and fulfilled? Because if you look back in my life in 1990, I, um, uh, well, 1989, 1990, I was a television presenter with the BBC. I was, um, I was doing the hello, good evening, and welcome, uh, and presenting the sport, and I'm presenting some new stuff as well. And, um, and I would have been seeing, oh, he's a successful bloke, he's on the telly. Uh, and, um, and then, I went through because of what happened, I went through enormous ridicule, all that uh, disappeared. bridges burned in every direction you you could you couldn't you couldn't uh, be in my life without seeing bridges burning into the distance and you think, well, that's that that's that he's finished but. What emerged were other possibilities and other directions. And would I swap my life over the last 30 years for the life before? Not a chance. So it's it's um, it's worth thinking that just because uh, if I do what I know to be right, you know, th- this this is going to happen. Well, maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Probably, well, in terms of the, the vaccine and the mass, the way we're going with the vaccine passports, but it's they're not the that's not the only possibility. If you if you open, you know, we're talking all possibility. Everything becomes possible once you open to it. And so, um, you know, I, I um I've used a phrase over the years. Um, life so often gives you your greatest gift, brilliantly disguised as your worst nightmare. So many uh, so many things that happen, you think that's my worst nightmare. And then you look back and you think, well, if that hadn't have happened, I w- wouldn't be doing this. And, oh, my God, I'm glad I'm doing this. So let, let's, um, let's operate within within all possibility and, and not just in, well, I've got this job and that's the only possibility. And if I don't do what I know to be right or, uh, or if I do what I know to be right, I'm going to lose this job. Or, you know, the, the other possibilities will emerge so long as you are um, you are open to them and, and, and you, you let go of the, the, the fear because fear freezes you and limits your possibility. And I think it's you know, I'm seeing this now. Um, I don't know about you, but we are we are definitely clearly moving into a situation of of two societies. And what are those societies? They're based on different states of consciousness. <laughs> kind of going full circle here. This society um, will continue um, in its uh, in its controlled state, and this society will go on seeking a return to normality. And in its seeking um, that return. It opens itself to the carrot in front of the donkey. You, you seen what's been happening in the last year? Just do this and we'll return to normal. OK, just do this. Just wear a mask. Just do this. Well, we're going to flatten the curve and then we're going to have the vaccine and then it's all going to back to normal. Oh, we've had the vaccine. Oh, no, we can't go back to normal and all this stuff. It's just the carrot and the stick and the, and, and the carrot is going back to normal. So people kind of go, oh, yeah, I've got to do this to go back to normal. Oh, yeah. If I have this vaccine, it's going to transform my, 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 my genetics. Um, then um, I'll be able to go down the pub. Go back to normal. And if, and if you go on seeking that, then you, you you're open to this manipulation. But if you say, well, hold on. For me to go back to this normal. I'm going to have to submit my self-respect. I'm going to have to submit to all these things that I know not only are wrong for me are bad for me, um, uh, but I know they're systematically uh, there to have that effect. So I'm not going to seek that anymore. I'm not going to pursue normality as it was because it ain't going to happen. So, um, so what do I do? Well, is that the only freaking normal? Is that the only way to live that we've been living? Or is there another way? And and so what I'm seeing, and it's happening here on the Isle of White quite a significant number of people. I'm sure it's happening in lots of other places, is people who, who are in this awakening state are saying, okay, that's gone now. And maybe it maybe it's good that it's gone in the sense that I would have Played out the rest of my life in that world, otherwise. But now there's a blank sheet of paper. What what can we do? And um, what what I'm seeing is more and more people who are awakening, are getting together. They're coming together in in mutual support, in 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 in, in uh, a in a way that's saying, okay, that's gone. So. Let's build something else. Uh, and, uh, and what I'm seeing among these people are smiles on their face. I'm seeing hugs. I'm seeing joy. You know, the, 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 we, 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 there's a group on the Isle of Wight where, um, you know, anyone can can join it. it it's, it's, it's about, you know, awakening to the COVID stuff. But beyond that, and you've got people who in, and this is something that's been happening all over the place, of course. You've got someone in a family who is awake or awakening, and the rest of the family is solid gold asleep. So the rest of the family are over here. They're chasing the carrot. Then back to back to normal. That's never going to be normal because it's not meant to be. And 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 they're they they're isolated and 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 in quite a state. And then they they join the group, and now they've got a new family. That that that's that's awake to things they're awake to. And you see, you know, the 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 joy, the relief, and, and the, you know, you, you the the march. Look, look at look at the the number of people in that march in um, in London last week. I mean, look at those numbers. And we can't create something different uh, and interact in a, in, a, in another way and in, in in our own uh, way of doing things. So Yes, we can. Uh, with mutual support for each other rather than you know you being isolated and uh, in a situation where you think you're powerless. But my God, you know, there are so many people out there, you wouldn't know it by watching the mainstream media. In fact you wouldn't even know there'd been a march of hundreds of thousands of people in London a week ago if you watched the mainstream media. Um, but there there are an enormous number of people now that are awake. Still enormous that aren't, but enormous number that are And we don't know about lots of them because they're in those families on their own, but being ridiculed and and often abused because of their views. Well, let's let's get together. Let's get together. Let's let's build something different instead of uh, chasing a a, a world that's gone.
5: Brilliant. I, I, I see in the same way. It's a, it's a battle between all possibilities and only functioning. And, um, and uh, the interesting thing is, um, because I want to come back to the Freemasons and the Jesuits, um, we have the Black Pope and uh, we have um, and communism and national socialism are two sides from the same coin. And um, the interesting thing as well is was that the national socialism was destroyed in Germany, and the communism uh, rised up or has risen up in uh, in the Soviet Union, and the Soviet Union brought by their propaganda their their communist thinking to the West. So, uh, for example, Yuri Bezmenov describes this very well by um, demoralization, destabilization, crisis, and normalization. And we live all in a destabilized and demoralized society, especially if you went to the university you, you the brain is completely brainwashed. and um, what we are and this is the reason why they want to have a Marxist state right now here because um, well it's the secret societies are run also by the chemical industry and pharmaceutical industry, military complex. all these things are based let's say in the 8th, 19th century. And um, the 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 king is still the Vatican. And now I have my question: Is how does if the Vatican established the Freemasons and um, or the, let's say the Black Pope? um how and and uh, the Vatican and there is one book from John Phelps, John Eric Phelps, who wrote the Vatican Assassins. And in this book, he wrote that the Orthodox Church is the enemy of the Vatican. How does the Orthodox Church and also Putin, who said uh, if you if you don't miss the Soviet Union, you don't have a heart. If you want to have it back, you don't have a mind. Um, how does fit the Soviet uh, Russia in this field?
1: Well, <laughs> in terms of the the, um, the Russian Revolution, we come back to Sabbateans. Yes. They were behind the Russian Revolution. Yes. Um, and Um, when I wrote a a book in the 90s called And the Truth Will Set You Free, I talked about the the Russian Revolution and and, and how it came about, and and, uh, I immediately got called anti-Semitic, because what I was pointing out is the unbelievable, uh, I mean, it is staggering, uh, number of Jewish people that were involved in the Russian Revolution. I mean, it was, I mean, just staggering, like 60% of this and 70% of that. Uh, And uh, with, with Trotsky and, and all the rest of it, but, but they were Sabbateans. Um, and uh, if you look at the, uh, the documents, the original documents of the, the, the early years of the Russian Revolution, it, it's all there confirming what I've just said. Um, and uh, Churchill, actually Winston Churchill, uh, uh, wrote a whole uh, article about the fact that, um, that the Russian Revolution was, um, was, had been uh, created by secular Jews. Um, but they were Sabbateans. They, they weren't actually uh, actually Jews. So you, 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 with the Soviet Union, you're looking at this same network and it, it, it operates in, 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 in different ways and expresses itself differently. But the, the principal foundation is just the same. You know, we have this ludicrous idea that, that Stalin was of the left and Hitler was of the right? They uh, these are just almost meaningless terms I mean, you ask people in Nazi Germany if they would rather be in Soviet Russia and vice versa. And they probably say, what's the difference? It's a tyranny, a vicious, brutal tyranny. And um, and this is how this cult works. Wherever wherever it goes through history, uh, what follows is empires and tyranny and control. Because the um, part of the, the history was the, cre- of the of the cult coming out of Babylon and, um, and, uh, and, and Sumer, and then Babylon, is 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 Rome, the Roman Empire. Uh, so all these all these tags and all these names are actually just the same basic tactic. And you, you look at China today. Um, what's happened with China and why it's so relevant to the uh, to the COVID hoax? And why it came out of china um is because china the Mao revolution was a, was a, a cult revolution is it uh, a yes yeah because what they were what they were doing was creating a closed society in which they could incubate the control system they wanted to play out across the world. so in the west uh, well until until 2020. They still had to play some kind of lip service to the fact that it was a free world. Uh, that joke, yes, but um, uh, they had to at least go along with it. Whereas in China, they, they had no such uh, limitations. Uh, what the government said happened. And so they were able to move this control system, this control structure, not least based on technology, uh, very, very fast. And they've incubated it and they perfected it. And then suddenly, uh, because of a hoax coming out of China, what has happened since? Their system is being played out across the world. Exactly. It was planned from the start. So all the time, every day, we're seeing um, the uh, control system in China uh, being introduced in, um, in country after country after country, not least the technological uh, version of it, um, the social credit system whereby um, you get credits if you do what the authority wants and you get them taken away if you don't. And this comes down to the fine detail of your life, including even your browsing history. Uh, And um, uh, there are consequences if if you lose enough credits. Like there's millions, tens of millions of Chinese who have been banned from flying, even banned from trains because their social credit score has fallen so low because they haven't done what the government wants. And and this is all part of this this passport this COVID passport crap is is all a, a stepping stone a totalitarian tiptoe to the the global social credit system. So they um, whether it's the Chinese system or the Russian system or the Nazi Germany system they, they're all um, different expressions of the same tyranny.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And um, and uh, about the I want to come back to the psychopath again because. Um, um, since COVID, i'm let's say i thought about a lot of uh, a lot about the movie purge because it shows um a society in 2023 full of psychopaths and uh, the, the situation concerning uh the psychopaths is that the psychopath has no heart connection and with the injection they are going to uh, to reduce our magnetic field system in that way that we cannot have a heart or that we shall not have a heart connection anymore so um the situation is on the one hand this is their target but on the other hand they thought that this target they have time to reach it until 20 20 and now they want to do it in in five years or three years because i think that the consciousness on this planet among the human beings has has, ar- has arisen so much that they have to move on very quickly. What do you think about that?
1: Well, I, I, I do. I do think uh, I've used the analogy before of um, uh, you know a, an athletics race, and you you stay among the pack um, in a like a you know five thousand meter race, um, and they try to stay in the pack, and by that I mean uh, stay un- unseen, and manipulate from the shadows. But uh, eventually, you know, um, in an athletics race, someone breaks for home, and they've broken for home, and uh, and we can see them now. And if they don't get to the to the line, if you if you watch an athletics race, once someone's broken from the pack, if they get caught before the line, they they usually don't win. Uh, They usually don't come back from it, Uh, and uh, they they've broken from the pack. We can see them, and they have to get that to that line before enough people have woken up to 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 the game um, to stop them to catch them uh, and so they are they are in a uh, uh, I mean we are talking about a deeply deeply insecure state of consciousness this is why they um, they prepare so uh, in such detail over such a long period of time because they 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 are terrified of states of flux they're terrified of, of things where the outcome is um, uncallable they have to control everything i use used the analogy of a football match if, if they were uh, involved in a football match they'd have to control both sides and the referee so that they knew the score before the game started because otherwise they'd feel very insecure at um, uh, 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 not knowing what the outcome possibly could be and so they're 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 in a very uh, for them a very frightening situation too, because uh, they know that um, they're not there yet, and uh, if they don't get there very fast, then the very fact of putting themselves on public display and the things that they're doing now is awakening more and more people. And of course, once you once you break out of the of of the bubble a little bit. Like what the bloody hell's going on? This is not right. Who's running this? What's it happening? Then, then suddenly the the bubbles burst, and you start to uh, become aware of, of of other things. I've seen so many people go through that process in the last year, uh, where uh, you know a year later they're 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 awake to so much when a year before they were like that, um, and they know that they they know that in playing their hand they're going to wake a lot of people up by doing it. So they are trying to get to that line as fast as possible. Uh, and, uh, and in doing so, they have to put themselves even more on public display. I mean, I mean what level of, uh, of consciousness or brain cell activity does it take not to see that people like Klaus Schwab um, is, um, is, is a, a, a con man who's lying to us uh, at every turn and has a very, very sinister agenda for um the human race i mean he's he's got it he's got it uh kind of stamped on his forehead you know i'm a nazi you know i mean you know what um so this is a a, a time of, of, of danger yes but it's a, a time of great opportunity and uh, you know like i said before i used the the analogy of, a few minutes ago of if this hadn't have happened then people who were now who are awakening would have probably continued their life to the end in in the way they were before. Um, And humanity as a whole would have just basically trotted along. Yeah, governments lie and politicians lie. Their world would be controlled. Their lives would be controlled. But they wouldn't be too aware of it, even though the outcome was that they were controlled and their their choice was being limited. And so they, they go on. And this, this cult would have gone on controlling events, but it would, have, it would have controlled it from the pack. Well, that meant that they, they could continue doing that um, indefinitely. Of course, they haven't put themselves on public display. How would anyone know really what's going on? But now they have. And it's a wonderful opportunity. A danger, yes, but a wonderful opportunity after all the – and this goes back so long. After these thousands of years of this cult gathering more and more power over uh, the human family, we now have the opportunity to kick its ass um, out, out of um, its, um, its impact and its manipulation on human society. We have the opportunity now for, for humans to, to take another road, uh, to, to, to have the self-realization of our true power, The self-realization that conceding self-respect is conceding is conceding your your life and your your power to impact upon your life. And and that um, uh, we um, uh, should not be acquiescent people just allowing a few people to tell us what to do, which basically humanity has throughout known human history. We have a chance now to break that cycle and for humanity to come into its power. So there are there are great opportunities uh, here as well as um, as great dangers.
5: Brilliant! Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. I pass to Grace. Thank you.
4: Hi, David. Uh, Mm -hmm. First, I'd like to please uh, thank you and please extend greetings also to Gemma and to Garrett for making this precious opportunity possible. It may just be a moment, but we would surely remember this. And because at this moment we have like close to a thousand viewers and they have been appreciating you. I've been following their comments in the, in, in the platform. They, they say thank you to you. Thank you to Sasha. And they have, they have so many comments, less questions, but they're, because they're exchanging all their comments and information among them. So we are with really awakened and a few awakening audience so and that's because you've been there for most of these people and they acknowledge that so thank you and um, and one thing I, I don't have a question but I just want to share that even if I did have questions but as I listened, So I think I want to just inspire others that you keep listening. You keep paying attention to words, to images, and to just what's being observant because we're all observant, then all the questions in our hearts will be answered. And so, that's what i wanted to share and to our audience truly thank you and do your work with whatever you need to do there's one question from the audience that maybe you could just answer please is it is it is it a 4d reality entity parasitic type of entity that need us to be in fear so that they could feed off on that fear
1: well, ex- exactly that. I mean, th- this book I've just done, I've just finished. Um, it's called Perceptions of a Renegade Mind. Um, is has uh, gone into this actually, you know, I, you know I, I've covered this over the years as well. That um, this Wotiko consciousness um, is obviously it's part of the greater infinite state of awareness. But because of its distorted uh, frequency state, it's basically disconnected from the greater whole. I mean, you can't disconnect completely because everything's part of everything else. But you can disconnect from the influence. You can disconnect from the impact. And they're just trying to turn human beings into 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 them because they're trying to do that to human beings they're, they're trying to cut they're trying to disconnect five sense mind from greater consciousness uh because that's basically the the, the the state that they're in and uh, and so when you disconnect uh, from that influence you disconnect from from the sustenance of that greater whole that energetic sustenance and, and what you need therefore is to um, find another energy source. Uh, and so if you're going to um feed off of other um energetic fields i.e in this case humans then you have to make sure those fields are in a uh, a frequency state that you can you can a- attach to and absorb uh and, and this uh, whole uh feeding off human energy can can, can be seen on, on many levels i mean in the uh in the first matrix movie when the morpheus character held up the battery and said the machines have turned humans into one of these he was it, it was actually a profound truth because th- those that were behind the uh, the matrix movies had a, a a very a very uh good idea of what the hell was going on um and uh you know there was a a disney movie some years ago i took my my son, uh, Jamie, to it when he was a little boy uh, called Monsters, Inc. And it was, it was just an animated movie. But my goodness, did, did it symbolize what we're talking about? Uh, for people who haven't come across it, um, th- there was um, uh, the monsters in the monster world. And then there was the human world. And the, uh, the monster world had no source of energy. And so they had the power station in the monster world but it didn't produce any power because they had no energy. So every every day, uh, the monsters would line up um, in the power station, and all these doors would come down and lock in front of them. And they'd walk through the door, and they'd be in a child's bedroom. And their job was to make the child uh, terrified. um, And when the child screamed, they'd catch the scream, catch the low vibrational energy, I bring it back to the monster world to fire uh, to 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 um, power the monster world uh, energy system, and uh, I watched that, and by then I'd realised what was going on, and I thought, wow, that that is so symbolic, and the the kind of lead character, the most famous character of the of the in the monster world, was if you remember a a, a, a green um, a green image with a massive single eye. I mean, it's the all-seeing eye. I mean, please, um, and um, so. They have to um, feed this, this watikal well, has to feed off of uh, the same kind of energy that it's in, it, 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 it states, so it has to make humans produce that energy. So a war becomes an energetic banquet, for instance, yeah. suffering, all these things becomes a, 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 an energetic source of sustenance. Um, and, um, but there's another thing that uh, comes when you disconnect from the greater influence of the greater whole. And that's you, you lose, going back to something we talked about earlier, you lose um, connection to possibility, possibility, creativity. Um, and so uh, if you, um, if you look at the writings of the Gnostic people, um, there was a, a, a some texts that, that Treasure trove of texts, really, it was found in an earthen jar at Nagamadi, about about 80 miles north of Luxor in Egypt, in 1945. and it was the writings of the Gnostic uh, people. These, this was the belief system that uh, um, that, um, that saw saw the world in a in a in a in a different way to the you know Roman Church, etc. And um, it's estimated that this these uh, texts were put in this jar about four hundred A.D. and it was this Gnostic uh, mentality that ran the great library of Alexandria, which was destroyed in stages by the Roman church. Um, and in this, uh, in these writings, um, they talk about archons, about a fifth of the, of the texts are about what they call archons. And archons uh, are a, um, in their prime form, they say are just energy, but they do take form in various uh, ways, including reptilian. They actually say that in the, in the, in the writings. And, um, uh, and uh, so when you, you read, uh, I've got all the, the books there in detail of, of what, uh, re- what's in these texts. When when you read what they say, they are describing the archons in exactly the same way yeah. that the Native Americans describe Wotiko. The archons of Wotiko are the same thing. Uh, and they talk in these writings about the fact that, you know, the the archons feed off human energy. Yes, exactly. But also that they don't have creativity. Um, they don't have um, creative imagination, if you like, in the same way that humans do. Uh, and if you look at um, the, the Archon Wetico cult and how it works, it doesn't create anything. It feeds off human creativity. What um, what we, we talked about earlier was um, was the banking system and the Rothschilds. What does the banking system do? It doesn't create anything. In fact, it doesn't create money. It creates it creates it creates money out of nothing on a screen called credit, and then through control of credit, creating money out of nothing. It feeds off human creativity. You've got all these these, these human uh, uh, creatives that are um, creating the uh, all the, the products, the ideas. And through control of the money system, they control those businesses. They, they control the whole thing. And then you look at Silicon Valley. It, it's not your Zuckerbergs that, that are um, the creative force at um mm. At Facebook, it's humans. It's not the, the uh, Brin and Page or the creative force at uh, at uh, Google. It's it's humans. And and look at look at what Facebook do. They they um, they claim joint copyright for anything that's posted on Facebook. That's feeding off the creativity of of, of humans. Everywhere you look, they're feeding off human creativity. And what they've manipulated um, humans to do is build our own prison. Um and the, the um, human psyche has been developed uh, to to develop an intellect that can build its own prison without developing the wisdom to see that that's what it's doing. Uh, and And so we have been brought through, on an intellectual level to the point where we can build our own prison, our own technological prison. And most of the people who are um, imposing and, and developing and um, uh, in, in uh, putting in place this smart grid of human control, they'll be humans. They'll be, they'll be human consciousness. Um, uh, where, 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 the, and the, the cult is just overseeing it and, and uh, orchestrating it. But it's it, it's it's the creative force of humans that's being used to control humans.
4: Thank you, David. I know that. Thank you, and I'm sure in the future I'll be seeing you. And so I'll pass it on to uh, I'll pass it on to Roy. So okay.
3: Okay. Thank okay. you. Thank
0: you, David. It's been a real pre- pleasure listening to you. So for those that are going to be listening to the audio, it's davidike.com. When can we expect to see this book? We're all looking forward to seeing it.
1: Well, as fast as possible, uh, um, you know, uh, because uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it it's 1994 when uh, publishers um, saw uh, the manuscript of a book called And the Truth To Set You Free. And I think they're still running. Certainly, their horizon was full of dust um, at the time. So, um, if I was going to um, publish books, I had I had to publish them myself. Uh, and um, so, uh, that's a wonderful thing. And again, you know what I said earlier. Um, it, I I was I wrote a book called um, The Robots Rebellion. This was in 1993, um, and then I followed that up um, with um, And the Truth Shall Set You Free. That, that's the one where they all ran. I mean, I mean. Robots Rebellion was was on the outer limit of their capacity to, um, you know, uh, I mean they were, cance- were canceling the laxative order then, uh, but then when the next one came along, that was it. And, and what you think is, I, m- I remember, I, m- I remember it happening. I thought, oh my god, what am I going to do now? Nobody one' will publish me books? And and yet, what seemed a nightmare situation led. To me, creating a, a a publishing operation myself, and suddenly I'm in dreamland, because I've not got to get the content through an editor and through a lawyer, and you you know a media lawyer uh, because their 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 reply to everything is no, because they're always covering their back. Oh, you know, can we put this in? Oh, no, 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 no. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's a frustrating thing. I remember being in journalism and following all that stuff. But now from 1994, because of a something that appeared to go wrong. It led to a situation where um, I write the books and then it goes to an editor and the editor is me. <laughs> um, so as long as I can justify it, it goes in. Uh, whereas if I was writing for a publisher, no way. I mean, I mean, crikey, that my books would never have got published otherwise. So uh, what it means also is that uh, if you if you go with a manuscript to a to a, a publisher, and, and even if they you know they want to publish it, they're saying, oh yeah, we'll we'll put it in our list for 2022. You know, but because we run our own operation, the moment the book's finished, which was like uh, a few days ago. It's straight into production, and it's out as fast as possible. So uh, before this summer's out, it, it will be it will be out um, and uh, circulating. What's the name of it again? Um, uh, perceptions of a Renegade Mind.
0: Excellent. Oh, brilliant. Listen, David, it's been fantastic. We all appreciate what you're doing around the world. You're after waking up millions. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep the fight going. And everybody can find you on davidike.com. You'll find the rest of us on freedom com. until next week take care
3: thank you david
2: cheers thank you david so much
1: thank you very much awesome will you uh,
0: uh,